0: Welcome to the Open Doors live podcast, your window into what following Jesus looks like in some of the darkest places in the world. I'm your host, Jordan, and together we'll meet the persecuted church, gritty, courageous, passionate followers of Jesus from around the globe. We hope these stories remind you that God is doing wild and wonderful things around the world and that you can be a part of it. Digital data collection is a bit of a hot topic around the world right now. It's hard to watch the news without seeing at least one story about data harvesting from TikTok's data collection to the use of AI face recognition at football stadiums or even CCTV in department stores. Governments are increasingly using monitoring technologies to observe, track, and censor what happens within their borders. In this technologically dependent modern world, it seems like every app is collecting our data and that these technology companies know far more about us than we actually know. In China, Open Doors World Watch List researchers have been seeing a rise in these technologies being used to persecute religious minorities, making it harder to access resources, connect with other believers and meet freely. So I'm here with Juliana and Molly, Open Doors local partners in China, and local observers of persecution within China. They have some incredible insight into the shifting dynamics within the Chinese church. So we're going to talk about what's actually going on behind the scenes in this rapidly changing digital sphere in China. Juliana and Molly, thank you so much for joining me on this month's episode and sharing some of your insight with our listeners.
1: Yeah, it's
2: really great to, uh, it's a great opportunity for us to be able to share some of the uh, insights and observations that we have. Uh, thank you for having us.
0: Uh, it's so great to have you guys. Uh, you're joining me from another country. Uh, so we're, we're meeting on Teams. Uh, we're meeting digitally. <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, technology-dependent world. But um, I mean, so many companies and governments are collecting data on individuals. From your experience with believers in China, when does data collection become persecution?
2: well a uh, good question thank you for asking that uh for business companies if the collecting date collected data does not directly go to the government unless it's we re, uh, being requested for a specific reason such as uh, a checking a criminal record or looking for uh yeah those those are criminals uh and for the government um data collection serves the purpose of maintaining the stability of the country, and they will do whatever it takes to uphold this agenda, which means, for whatever the reason is, if the person is perceived uh, perceiving as a threat to the country's stability, by threats I mean that if the person, uh, well, he or she, with some influence to a certain extent, and with performing or uh, any conduct uh, with a, a hostile attitude to the government uh, or initiative to the government or the the party, of course, uh, they will be targeted. So uh, once, <laughs> once if the person is being targeted, uh, by all means, with including the data collection, the authorities can find you and collect the footprint of the data to be the evidence to go against you. At this point, data collection would become a persecution tool. For instance, if you are church leaders and uh, you have been speaking up or like criticizing the government for whatever they does or the policies on a public platform, uh, you would put under the radar and being monitored immediately.
0: So you're saying that um, someone's digital footprint can be accessed by authorities who might perceive uh, someone as a threat to the stability of the government. That footprint could then be used to prosecute them um, to prove that they are a threat to the government and then they could be charged for that.
2: Yes, that's right. So first of all, the, uh, over the country, you can say that is, um, uh, there's even a search engine that's already uh, served to the, to the um to the point that it will erase or detect if there are any sensitive keywords uh mainly political concern is not uh necessarily targeting religion but if are any 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 sensitive keywords that is being published on the internet they will scan it and wipe it off immediately and if you have are any you know like uh 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 outspoken or any behavior is uh, pre- uh causing more influence or attention from the public or cause any um uh you know comments that is highly uh, uh, discussed by the by the people then yes then you would be tracked and monitored so in china because we are like a, a country with <laughs> one of the largest population in on the on earth right so as difficult for the government to track uh every single one of the citizens It, it takes a uh, numerous effort to do that so what they can do is uh to do um uh keyword search on the internet, and if once they spot any sensitive uh, speech or sensitive uh, words that they would of course they would target and determine determine on determine on their uh, level of sensibility and how influential the person is, then they will decide uh, what step they would take. In general, uh, as normal citizens, normally we will afford to speak sensitive word on the internet already, if that makes sense.
0: So Molly, in the case of China, what actually is going on in the government that means that we're seeing this digital persecution increase? It seems to be Uh, rapidly increasing especially over the last few years and quite recently so what what's actually going on behind the scenes of the government to lead to this rise
1: Uh, in fact in our daily life we uh, didn't realize or feel the digital persecution but uh, after march 2023 uh, there is a policy published on the restriction on access and sharing the content online Uh, that means uh, uh, many sensitive words are screened on the internet. Mostly, the sensitive words are about the political terms or keywords. Uh, but some Christian terms are also being screened out on some social pla- platforms or apps. Uh, that means that uh, it's more inconvenient for us uh, to get some, you know, uh, teaching materials or. Uh, some maybe materials we want to uh, we uh, we would like to use, and also we have less resources. Uh, for example, the worship songs and online sermons, Bible apps, uh, which really cause a lot of inconvenience. Also, the installation, the surveillance systems of CCTV cameras at the entrance of the uh, TSPM church because you know there are cameras inside the church and also that means uh, what you share or what you say may be recorded
0: yeah right so inside the church the -hmm. cctv cameras are capturing everything that's kind of going on within the church and then that could be potentially subject to scrutiny right by authorities
1: Mm -hmm. but only in the tspm church.
0: Right, so only in the registered churches. In order to be a legal church within China, you have to be registered. Mm, all
2: right. Well, uh, if you're registered as a TSPM churches, the, or we call that free self churches, uh, which means uh, it's quite difficult to get register, uh, get to register nowadays, and um, and the, the the process is quite complicated. There definitely. Uh, they raised the bar and trying to limit the uh churches to be set up or to be registered um uh, lately in in the recent years and so being registered to a pspm churches meaning that you have to comply with uh, the government's uh, requirements for instance um like what Molly shared they have to uh, install the CCTV's both outside and inside of the church, and you have to put slogans, uh, uh to be, uh, shown that you are faithful and uh, uh to the country and to the party and upholding upholding the uh the direction and the uh, agenda of the party. And uh, we also hear from some uh, friends that they're they're uh, pastors from the church that their sermon their teaching they have to be uh uh, uh how can i say that they have to be sanctioned. so they need to submit the sermons to a higher level um supervisor and that to get approval to be able to preach the sermon at the church on sunday service yeah so those are the few things that are if you're registered to be a TSPM churches uh, church that you would face certain restrictions from the government as well and in the in in the how can I say that uh and now in in the in most of the case that uh, a lot of house churches or we say the long-registered churches that they do not they refuse to follow that uh um procedure so that they would uh not willing to register their church as a government sanctioned
0: church. Right. So the, the choice is either to be legal and then be subject to the the restrictions um, mm-hmm. and then to have to compromise, really, um, which is very sad, um, you know, putting those slogans up and those kinds of things. It must be, you know, devastating to to have to do, or you essentially live as a, an illegal church. Um, that's a really hard decision for a church to make. Um, But but there are so many Christians still in China, uh, which is wild because it used to be impossible to get a Bible in China up until the 1970s. But things began to change when Mao left power and the country began to open up to the rest of the world. But honestly, hearing you talk um, today, it just feels like history is repeating itself a little bit with the country becoming more and more hostile to um, sensitive keywords and, um, you know, putting, putting religious words on that list and the databases that they're collecting, um, you know, as well as being hostile to international influences. What do you expect to happen over the coming years, uh, you know, given this trend of increased persecution and how do you think the church will be impacted in China?
2: Yeah, um, the situation in China in terms of uh, um, religion or Christianity has been changed uh, rapidly in the recent year. We have seen more uh, policies being rolled out and to put uh, a more regulation or more uh, control over religion. And for Christians, since... Um, Christianity is deemed to be the Western uh, infiltration uh, uh, in the eyes of the government, and they have been putting it that way. And they, uh, they all, they have the agenda to make uh, Christianity more Chinese. And um, so, whenever the w- relationship with the Western country turns sour, it's unlikely for um, the president presidency to lose the lose, lose the control over religious and. Of course, Christianity. Um, in recent years, we have seen uh, well, well, what we mentioned earlier for uh, the agenda to make Christian more Chinese, and th- what they have been doing is to uh, put more requirement in the Free Self Church to follow their um, uh, love China, love uh, the Party agenda, and we would see for for term. Uh, on pres- presidentship, in the next few years to come, we, we won't be surprised that the requirement for the Free Self Church will be more stern on upholding this direction, and at least for the purpose of uh, uh, propaganda for the government.
0: That's so interesting, isn't it? Because we do see um, in many countries, not just in China, this kind of blend between patriotism and the church. Uh, but, you know, this is a unique expression of that, uh, which is making it, really challenging for Christians within China. I mean, many of the older generation who grew up in the shadow of the Cultural Revolution, they've experienced persecution before. But I imagine that the increasing persecution is actually especially hard for young people, as this is the first time that they're experiencing such severe persecution. Is that your observation? How has the increased persecution that Christians in China are facing impacted young Christians?
1: Uh, For the younger generation of Christians, the challenges Uh, for China is claiming to be an enfiased country, so all our education and uh, we are taught about this culture and education. And uh, so uh, we have seen a soft approaches uh, of persecution. Apart from the persecution from the authorities, the children and the young generations are also facing many other challenges such as the risk and materials, please.
2: Yeah, so uh, to follow what uh, Molly is sharing, um, first of all, the generation, uh, the younger generation, they have uh, compulsory, compulsory, they have to receive uh the atheist education, which means that they will uh, learn about this world. (laughs) There is no God in this world. And it's already um, some pressure to our young believers, if they go to the schools and try to speak about Jesus, that they might face some discrimination by the uh, classmates and also uh, by the teachers. And in, um, in the coastal areas that we received some our uh, uh incident reports from our contacts there that um they're they're asking uh students to declare if they have any religious background. And so uh, two families that they their kids because they're kids, right? So that they just um innocently uh fill in the the of our cushion and then they were being asked by the uh, teacher to meet the parents and warn them, uh, not to be, uh, uh, teach the kids with your Christian values, and you have to declare that, uh, to to wipe off the the track, so so to avoid trouble, the teachers submit that form, uh, they will have they might elevate it to a next level that they could face more pressure from the maybe the principal or. Yeah, like the forties. So they, they, they have uh to convince the parents to uh not to uh teach the children uh, Christian values in their homes. Of course, the uh we reach out to this family and said they would not uh they would not for still uh teach their kids uh, with what they believe uh in terms of uh their faith they will have they would definitely have to be also our uh, smarter next time to prepare the kids how to uh you know face such challenge and situations like that
0: helping the parents to teach their kids about not just about jesus but then also how to respond when someone asks them about it
2: mm, yeah that's the need that uh, our context saw and of course he raised that uh to us oh that's the need Uh, nowadays maybe a new new need (laughs) in a sense that we also have to not just but we also need to prepare yeah the younger generation
0: Mm -hmm. open doors aims to strengthen the most persecuted christians and china is number 16 on the world watch list meaning it's the 16th most difficult place in the world to follow jesus How do you strengthen believers facing persecution? What does Open Doors work look like in China?
2: Mm, All right. Well, uh, as Open Doors in China, we are uh, reaching out to the pastors and church leaders in the country. Um, We have seen that uh, if the church leader is prepared, that he will also... uh, um share the faith and uh, are able to strengthen their congregations. Uh we have also seen that uh for those pastors that um is not prepared, uh they caught they also caused uh, the the insecure or the fear that spread out uh in, in, in the church group as well. So uh one pastor we have heard that um He 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 was frankly speaking to us that he was quite uh, afraid and not knowing how to respond to those new challenges and restrictions. And when he shared that to the church, uh, one third of the church left uh, the 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 church immediately. So the impact was quite uh, huge. And our um our focus and our our uh, tactics is that we provide Training for church leaders, in hope that we uh, they learn it and they will be the messenger and they 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 take it uh, uh, of course with the materials that they can share and pass to their own congregation. Uh, so in order to strengthen their uh, their faith and be better prepared to to uh, to to expect what to come. And next uh, is that we also provide ng trainings meaning the next generation, NG means the next generation trainings. And we also uh, look for uh, supports and also um, uh, to find an effective way to to better equip the senior pastors and, and church workers to be more ef- effectively uh, uh, connect with the uh, modern generation to not only, uh, you know, like... Um, being traditionally uh, uh, teaching class classroom setting set up teaching to the younger generation because they 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 evolve uh, uh, rapidly in the new generations so they have to uh, find and look for an effective way to communicate with them and to uh, shepherd and to past uh, pastor them um, provide the pastoral care uh, in. In suitable of what they need, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes
0: perfect sense. So it's really equipping pastors to then make that uh, impact on the rest of their congregation and to be able to actually shepherd people through um, the rising persecution and pressures that they're facing. Um, it just, I guess, shows the the power of a pastor, really, the influence that they hold. And, um, you know, what you shared about one pastor, you know, feeling that fear and Um, you know, not wanting it to have that impact on the rest of his church. I mean, um, yeah, they're in a hard situation, so all the support, um, they can get is, is so important. So, I mean, realistically, you know, I'm, I'm in a different country to you. Um, you know, what does it look like for someone in Australia or New Zealand or North America or Western Europe or wherever our listeners are based? How can we actually strengthen the the church in China?
1: You can pray with us, pray for our country and pray for the church in China and also uh, pray for our team. (laughs) Yes,
0: definitely. Yeah, and our listeners are amazing prayers. Um, I I get that feedback all the time. Um, You know, our listeners saying, praying with you, praying for this, praying for that, um, standing with you in prayer. So um, that's fantastic. And, And you're giving us so much to pray for. Chinese church has historically grown under persecution. In fact, it grew so rapidly when it has faced the worst and hardest persecution. So um, what is actually the state of the church in China? Uh, Is the Chinese church growing?
2: Mm. Well, we do not have the figures to tell if the church in China is growing under persecution nowadays. Indeed, uh, based on the informal interview uh, with various church leaders in different regions, including uh, the government sanctioned church, actually, and house church, of course, um, it's often for the leaders to bring up the concerns of losing uh, church members. So, um, well, again, it's this is hard this this can be hardly tracked and measured since the church is changing its form of meetings and the locations of gathering regularly to avoid detection by the authorities. So they uh they often break up into uh smaller uh size of uh, groups that they meet at different locations. It's quite difficult to track uh if the lumber they they're changing the form of meeting, So it's quite difficult to track um effectively if the number is growing or or uh, going or decreasing um but anyways uh, after after the pandemic uh, we have seen the church has adopt a hybrid model of gathering online and offline uh, as a uh, 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 and they have been keeping that practice to connect uh, uh with their congregations and and care for them uh, and share spiritual uh, encouragements and we are unsure unsure. We are not sure if the um yeah again, we are not sure if the church Chinese church is growing in terms of lumber, but uh we have seen uh the leaders are uh, being more more resilient and constantly looking for ways to deal with the government restrictions and control uh, they're also encouraging um for those, for some churches, for some leaders, that they not only uh be able to strengthen their own uh congregation, they are also uh, encouraging the congregation to 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 um to reach to how can I say that to to go forward to reach out to the uh um more persecuted, to reach out to the F minority ethnic groups that they are uh, undergoing a, a a more severe situations of persecution and so in that with that of mission and vision that they are uh, uh, upholding the spiritual growth has indeed growing deeper in under persecution
0: that's amazing because you're right it is so difficult to be able to tell right now whether it's growing with this change and you know the, the church mostly moving underground um but you know, we're seeing the church kind of grow in resilience and grow in strength and grow in faith. And um, you guys are a, a huge part of that um, in the way that you're loving and serving uh, the the church that, that faces persecution in China. So, Molly, Juliana, thank you so much for everything that you shared with us. We really appreciate your insight. Uh, we we honor everything that you do um, and the price that you guys pay um for what it is that you do, and we're so grateful, and we are standing with you in prayer. Uh, we love the church in China, and we know God loves it too. And we're going to see Him do some incredible things in the years to come uh, in the Chinese church. So the Open Doors Digital Persecution Report is available in the show notes. It's a it's a two pager. Uh, it's easy to digest, and it goes into some of the details that um, Molly and Juliana have shared with us today. And as always, you can head to our website opendoors.org.au forward slash China to discover more about how you can practically strengthen Chinese believers who are in need of persecution preparedness training uh, to prepare for this rising persecution that they're facing and to help them stand strong in the midst of pressure. Um, You can also find prayer points uh, over on our Instagram and you can get the latest updates from the field. So that's all from me from the month of August. Looking forward to being with you all again next month. Thank you so much, Juliana and Molly, for joining us and thank you to our listeners.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
0: thank you for listening to another episode of the open doors live podcast your window into what following jesus looks like in some of the darkest places in the world don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts for more information on our work head over to opendoors.org.au or opendoors.org.nz